Welcome to this podcast from the Bay Church. We hope you're blessed by the message. To find out more, please visit our website at www.the-bay-church.org.uk. You wouldn't have thought yesterday I was wired up for 11 hours. I was mic'd up for 11 hours yesterday because I was recording. With you. Have people heard of Angela Rippon? Yeah, Angela Rippon. So I spent 11 hours with Angela Rippon yesterday from 7 in the morning till, uh, well, actually more than 7 hours, till half past 6 yesterday evening. So that was my working day tomorrow, uh, yesterday. I'm already ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, isn't it? It's, this, is, this is a good sign. Um, so uh, she, it's, it's, how to, it's a program. It's coming out in the autumn. It's called How to Look Younger. She's good, isn't it? Considering I'm 140 years old. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's working. Whatever it is, it's working. Oh, she's looking good. She's looking very good. So, so there you go. So I should have known Alan, but I had somebody doing it for me. I've got used to this whole thing, haven't I? Yeah, okay, there we go. All right. So we're going to talk about encountering God's power. That's the passage that I've been given. So I'm going to keep to that, Paul. <laughs> all right. And we'll go from there. Is that all right? Yeah. Who, who's heard me before? Who, right, who doesn't know who I am at all? Okay, apart from Juliet. <laughs> you all know, you've all seen me, heard me, whatever before. You, ladies at the back, you've not. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, all right. I should get somebody up and tell me. Uh, I sh- yeah, yeah, they're in for shock. So, so can I, all right, there's three things you need to know about me, I think. And I've got to think about those, what those three things are, because I actually, I've just made them up, right? <laughs> so, three things you should know about me. Um, I'm a professor, all right? I'm a professor at Newcastle University. I'm a dean, business development. That's one thing. Okay, that's like hyphenated. Um, what's the second thing? Second thing is, I spent 11 hours with Angela Rippon yesterday. <laughs> so, I do lots of TV stuff. We're number one in the world at what we do. Number three, this is an amazing place, the Bay Church. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. And I run a prophetic network called Speaks of Life, which is a team thing, and we're all, uh, most of us are here tonight. So, okay, is that all right? Yeah. And I'm 140 years old. So, shall we read it? Shall we do that? Because actually, whatever happens from now, at least you can't go from here and say, I didn't actually hear the word of God. All right? So, so actually, after this, we can just get trashed in the Holy Spirit totally, and it's fine, you know, because we've actually heard that, you know, because actually we've, we've heard the Word of God, all right? Okay. So I'm going to read it. Is that good? I love the Bible, right? It's my Bible in a year, 23rd time through, 23 years, once every year. It's great. And this is my daily reading, and it is, today's, it is my reading for today. It is my daily reading. This is Acts 2. So, when the day of Pentecost came, this is starting verse 1, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Ha! So, woo! I'm going to try and get through this. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. 
Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, uh, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, um, what's the other one? Cappadocia, Pon Pontus, and Asia. should have read it before I came. Um, Phrygia and Pamphylia. Egypt and parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Jerusalem. <gasps> Long sentence, colon. Um, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the words of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they've had too much wine. I, I could do with that last bit, you know. Big. <laughs> Just drunk in the Holy Spirit. It does, it does actually help, you know. It does remove your inhibitions. So, there we go. So, that's, that's it. That's good, isn't it? That here, here is the word of the Lord. No, you don't have to say thanks be to God, but, you know, that, there we, that is God. That's, that's right. It's grace, isn't it? Okay. So, um, I'm just going to pray, and then um, we're going to have some ministry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so I, well, I have some slides, which we may get to, but we may not. Is that all right? Because uh, as Alan was saying, Alan knows I'm not really into performance, I'm into presence. So I actually live in a world of performance, all right? So that's why I have to dwell in <coughs> presence to kind of make sure that it doesn't kind of come on me, all right? So I'm, yeah, so it's presence. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to pray. So kingdom of heaven, <laughs> kingdom of heaven, come right now. Hmm, love of God, come. Hmm, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, Heavenly Daddy, thank you for your love. Thank you for your loving arms around us, keeping us tight to you. Ha, they're not too short to save. They're wrapping themselves around us. Thank you, Daddy God, for your arms of love. Jesus, we love you. Ha, Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you went to the cross. We thank you that you died, that you rose again, that your blood was shed for us, that you paid the price, Lord God, for the freedom that we can live in. So thank you that your blood speaks life. It speaks freedom. Yeah. It speaks deliverance from the things that would hold us. And Holy Spirit, come and fill us up. If we're... Ankle full, fill us up to the top. If we're full to the top, fill us to overflowing, Father God. Ha, we want more of you. There are no toxic levels of the Holy Spirit. So, Lord God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And angels of God, we welcome you. We just need help. Thank you in Hebrews that it says you send angels as heavenly help. And, and I need help. And, and I guess you do too. So, uh, yeah, angels of God, we welcome you. Wow. Wow. So, um, can we have the first, can we have the next slide, Mark? Ha! Okay, so this is ministry, right? So, um, so most of my slides are pictures, right? I've decided that it's going to be pictures. It's going to be some words tonight, but it's going to be mainly pictures. Um, so, I just sense that, 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 um, that there are a few people here tonight that actually you're at tipping point on a breakthrough, all right? So, in other words, tipping points are all about 
uh, actually, I'm, I'm a million miles away, but I think I'm really close. Some days I feel a million miles away. Some days I feel I'm actually right on the edge of a breakthrough. Yeah? And the enemy loves to kind of play with that when he thinks, when he's actually tipping you into, you think you're a million miles away. Yeah? So I don't know how many of you have done this in water parks. Yeah? Okay? And that it f the water, just the big bucket fills up and it teeters. It goes backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. You think, is this the time it's going to spill over? And you go, no. Is this the time it's going to spill? No. And then all of a sudden it just tips and you get drenched. And it's amazing. Particularly, I mean, it's on a warm day, but not so great on a cold day. But, you know. Um, so I just sense that actually, um, you know, there are a few of you that actually just feel like you're under this, this bucket and you've been waiting for it to tip over for some time. And you could do with it tipping over because that actually represents your breakthrough. That represents the Holy Spirit just cascading all over you and saying, this today is a breakthrough. Yeah? So does that mean, I mean, you know, does that speak to anybody in this room? Yeah? Could you stand up if it, if it does? Just speak to you. Just, just stand up. Because this is ministry now. We're doing it now. We're doing, you know, it's like if we don't do anything else for the rest, uh, it's fine. I don't mind. I'm, I, I would rather do this than, than, than have a set thing, right? Ha, so what would be good? I'm not going to ask you to come to the front. I'm just going to ask the people that are around you just to kind of start stretching out their hands and, and actually just speak out. Don't actually, um, I don't think, no, don't tell them what your breakthrough is, right? Just start speaking right now for breakthrough. And actually what we could do is, can, can I have somebody on keys? Can I have somebody who wants to play keys? It doesn't have to be the person who played keys before. Do, if you want to play keys, could we have somebody playing keys? Is that all right? Thank you. So can we just do that right now? Can we do that? I'm just going to say one prayer and we're just going to speak out and actually minister to these good people that are standing up. So Lord God, we just thank you that Lord God, that they are actually on the brink of their breakthrough tonight. It's breakthrough time. It really is breakthrough time. The enemy has been telling you you're a million miles away, but you know in the spirit that actually this bucket is about to tip. Even though you haven't felt the reality of it, you know it's almost there. You can smell the water, you can feel the droplets that are coming over the edge of that bucket, that you know you're almost there. You're on the edge of that breakthrough. You're on the brink of that. Smell the air. Smell the change in air that is coming, that is actually the Holy Spirit that is actually saying that today is a new day. Feel the wind in your face. And feel the droplets of water that are actually now beginning to increase as the bucket is about to tip. It's not tipping yet, but it's actually getting more and more and more and more. Ha. So what I'd like to do now is actually, for those people that are around you, start, start praying out aloud right now in tongues. Actually start praying out right now tongues for these people to break through. All right? And we're going to give them a countdown for when the water tips over them. Shikanana sotototosiyanama sashikinama sotoro sokora. 
And if your mind is actually struggling with this, stick your hand on your mind and say, mind, be subject to the Spirit of God. You know? Ha! And you can slap your head if you like. <laughs> to tell it to get in line. <laughs> Okay, we're 30 seconds away. Ha! Thank you, God. Here it is, it's coming, the water is tipping. 20 seconds. You can see, you can hear the witnesses around you actually getting really excited about this because they know what's going to happen. It's your breakthrough. 10, 9, Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go! Shay! Hey! 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 And if it's not your breakthrough, just enjoy getting wet. Just enjoy getting wet. Just enjoy getting wet. Wow, 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 woo, whoa. <laughs> and if somebody's swooning, just catch them. <laughs> ha, 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 woo, wow. Ah, oh. okay, that's good. That's good. You can stay standing, you can sit down, that's all. Does anybody want to give any feedback right here and now, just about what was going on? You don't have to, but would anybody like to? Because I always like to have the opportunity, because it gives me a, a few seconds to get <laughs> to recover. <laughs> anybody want to say anything as a result of that? No? Okay, you can have time at the end. Ha. Ah. So that's good, isn't it? Actually, Natasha, can you stay there now? No? <laughs> no, you've done that. Um, is that all right? Can you carry on playing? Is that all right? Because it's, it's really nice. Um, so uh, it's more than nice, it's anointed. So, um, hmm. Can we have the next slide? <laughs> so we're going to talk about, ha, got to look at the clock. Um, Pentecost, all right? Because that was what was in the Bible, all right? Pentecost. And. I'm going to be really like, kind of like the Hebrew type stuff. I can do this, but I don't like to do it too much, all right? But I'm just going to delve in, a bit of Hebrew, all right? So it's the Jewish festival of, and how do you pronounce that word? Thank you very much. Somebody who knows? Shavau? Shavau? Anybody, a Jewish scholar in the house? I'll say it how I want to, and that will be it for tonight. Shavau it's slightly French and it's nothing to I know I know Hebrew's got nothing to do with French okay it takes place so actually Pentecost means counting to 50 it actually means the word Pentecost means counting to 50 yeah because pent is five yes we know that yeah yeah ha so actually Pentecost takes place 50 days after Passover yeah and actually during that time there are three things I want to highlight. The first is, and this is based around the ministry we're going to do during the worship, is about 
um, the wheat harvest in Israel. During that time, 50 days after Passover, there is a festival which is, which is actually the wheat festival, the wheat, the, you know, the wheat week or whatever, yeah? And you can read about it in Exodus 34, 22. And actually, interestingly, we're not even going to go there, but uh, Ruth met Boaz during that time. Yeah? And we know the lineage of Ruth and Boaz. Ha! So there's all, So that's about sowing and reaping. Yeah? Because a harvest is about reaping. Yeah. All right? The next thing is that happened during uh, Pentecost in the Old Testament was in Exodus 19 uh, verses 1 to 6 was the fact that the Torah was given to Moses on Mount Sinai. All right? So that is the word that was given to, the, to them at that time. But we actually have the living word yeah. in us. Yeah. And actually God is going to give... Ah! Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to have to kneel down now. <laughs> God is actually going to, whoa, give us uh, our voice tonight. He's going to give some of us more of a voice. Shaker. Yeah? Hmm. I'll get up in a minute. <laughs> I might not. Um, and the thing is, the power of the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, and more than the disciples, those who were gathered, as we read in Acts. Yes? The power of the Holy Spirit in fire and wind. So can we have the next slide? Okay, so this is the first thing. So I'm going to go through them in order, all right? So at least you know when I'm near the end, all right? Shake our mask. Whoa. Um, ha! So, whoa. Some of us that actually, you know, you feel you've been sowing, and you think, actually, I could do a bit of reaping. You know, you've been sowing and sowing and sowing and sowing, and actually God was saying, that's great. And sometimes, sometimes, actually, there are distractions. The enemy will distract us and put things in the way, so we actually we go get into reaping mode. Other times... We get so much into the sowing, and God says so, that he's actually been telling us to reap about, about three months ago. But, our, but we're, just tunnel, we're just tunnel vision. No, I've got to sow, I've got to sow, I've got to sow, I've got to sow. Well, actually, you know, God's been saying, hey, Mark, you know, I was kind of hoping you'd start reaping about three months ago. But it's okay, it's okay, you know. It's good that you've heard today. I have been telling you for three months, but it's fine, you know, it's fine. Well done for hearing. Yeah? Well done. Ha! So if that's you, it's reaping day, reaping evening. Yeah? And the thing about reaping, and, and actually with the harvest, is that then you start making lots of bread and handing it out, which is, you know, words of life, words of nutrition, words that will actually build and sustain people. So you're then handing out that. Ha! Um, you know I'm preaching to myself here, so if, any, if nobody gets any of this, I'm having a great time. All right? Because <laughs> I'm going to put my hand up for all of these. <laughs> okay, can we have the next one? Okay, so that's the first... So it's organized, isn't it? it? Have you noticed it goes to yellow? 
It's amazing, isn't it? It's like incredible. I mean, this is a level of organization which is like stellar. I mean, for me, for me, for me, for me this is, the, I mean. <laughs> okay, so, so you can, right, so the next one is, it's the word was given, yeah? The Torah was given to Moses, Mount Sinai, everything else. We know we've actually got the living word, yeah? So can we have the next slide then? That's all about a voice, isn't it? If you don't open your mouth and say something, nobody will hear it. Yeah? Yeah? And the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy things in your life. And one, he wants to steal your voice. Because he's scared about what you're going to say, what you're going to roar, and what you're going to shout. Because they are the words of life that are in you and that God has given you. Ha! So the microphone is waiting for you to speak out the words of life to the communities that you know, to the people that you work with, to the people that you see in the shops and where God takes you every day. That microphone is for you, it's for nobody else. So God is giving an increased voice to you today. I'm going to have that as well. Okay, my kit bag's getting really full now. I'm going through these really quickly, aren't I? So this is good, isn't it? Wow. Actually, I've just got a piece of paper that I wrote some stuff down. Wait, I've got to find it. I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Ha. Ha. Okay. I'm in a roll, so I'll go on to another one, because I, wa- I do want to tell you some stories, but I, I just feel that I'm actually on a roll. You know, I've done two out of three, which is pretty good for me. Yeah? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yes! Woo! My goodness, that was a little jump there, Mark. Um, so, um, <laughs> you don't mind if I do this, do you? Okay, the power of the Holy Spirit came upon us in Acts 2. All right? Now, in that passage, there's a lot of stuff in that passage, all right? So, um, I've actually forgotten what the next slide is, so if we go to the next slide, then it will prompt me. Okay, here we go. Show. The people that were gathered received fire and wind, Yeah? And actually, Jesus said, I came in two places, at least two places. He said, I came to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Yeah? He said that. He said that before he was crucified, died, rose again. So he was giving a bit of a heads up for Acts 2, wasn't he? So they shouldn't have been surprised when the tongues of fire leaping around all over them. Yeah? Yeah? I just like that picture. I just... Okay, so he, Jesus said, I came to baptize you with Holy Spirit and with fire. So in the passage in Acts 2, we read about that the Holy Spirit came on all of them and there were, kind of, there were tongues of fire and wind and all that sort of stuff. So, 
we need help from heaven. Do you think that heavenly help has been just now, or do you think it's been going on for a long time? I think it's been going on for a long time. I think, we, I think everybody's needed help, heavenly help, through the Bible. I think the next slide tells us what angels are. Does anybody think there are any angels as well in that room? In that room, where they were gathered, where there were tongues of flame and winds. I think there were. Hey. Yeah? We were in, um, I think some of us, I think, right, um, and Natasha, you were there, and Juliet. Um, whoa, in Sheffield, uh, we took a Speakers of Life retreat about a year ago. And um, the, the vicar was Nick Barnsley's brother, and uh, we'd had an amazing day, and he said to me, it's the, last, it's the last session of the evening, and he said to me, Mark, what have you got for tonight? And I said, I have nothing. I have no sermon, nothing. He looked slightly alarmed at first, and then realized the fact that I was actually very calm about it, because God said, I, I'm giving you nothing tonight. You know, it was, it was very structured and all that sort of stuff, and I had nothing. And I was very chilled about it, because I knew something would happen. I knew God had a plan. It's just that he hadn't given it to me yet. And so um, we had amazing worship. And then we waited, didn't we, Natasha? And when you're at the front uh, of, of anything, all right, um, so I've, I kind of speak a lot at scientific conferences where there's like two or 3,000 people. And if you wait for something for 10 seconds, it feels like a month, all right? So I think I waited four or five minutes, which felt like seven years, all right? But I actually trusted God, because God, God said, just wait. So I waited. I thought, okay, I'm not going anywhere. Nobody else is going anywhere. We're all signed up. You know, do I feel slightly awkward? Possibly. Do I care? No. Um, because actually, I know what God's doing. It doesn't really matter what I feel like, because I know God's got it under control, and he's actually very good at his job. Yeah? Yeah? And also, I'm, I'm Heavenly Daddy's happy thought. I'm, I'm his happy thought, and so are you. I'm actually his happy thought. It's quite good to say that, actually. I'm my Heavenly Daddy's happy thought. Yeah? So that breaks off performance. That breaks off, you know, I've got to do this. It's all about me, because actually God thinks I'm amazing, yeah. and he's going to come and help me, because I'm his happy thought. Whether I feel like it or not, whether I'm having a good day or not. So there I was saying, thank you, God. I'm your happy thought. And then a whole, I, uh, since I came back from Bethel a few years ago, I, I see angels very clearly in the spirit. A whole load of seraphim came in. And they're very fiery angels. You don't mess with them. They're very serious. They're to do with holiness and all this sort of stuff. And so I thought... I didn't say anything because I didn't want to kind of auto-suggest anything. I just kind of watched them. I often do this. I don't often say a lot of stuff when I see angels coming in. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Anyway, they took um, all the way along the front. They just stood in front of all the people in the front row and everything else like that. And I just watched. I thought, because God said, don't do anything yet. So you just don't. You know, you do what you're told. 
And um, so there's all these fiery seraphim angels, and I'm thinking, whoa, something's going to happen. And, um, and uh, somebody started pulling at their neck, going, and I could hear them saying, it's really hot in here. And, uh, and somebody was going like this, and somebody then said, started going like this, my feet are on fire, in fact, my legs are on fire. And, and, and people were getting quite, not distressed, but thinking, what is happening to my body? You know, so a lot of people. So this was going on, and I thought, well, I waited another five minutes, and then God said, now you tell what's going on. And I said, this is what is going on. God sent his seraphim because this is a holy moment. And actually, to cut a long story short, I led the whole church in repentance of pride. Because if you read Isaiah 6, it's in the year that Uzziah died, and if you look at Uzziah, his life is about pride. He started really well, pride came in, and he finished badly. So you reread the scripture, in the year that pride died, all the stuff started kicking off. Remember, first five chapters of Isaiah, nothing. After that, loads of heavenly visions, angels going this, that way and forwards and everything else. So in the year that pride died, it all took off. So we had this whole, I don't do normally this, I don't do like corporate repentance, but you know, and, and so, and, and they were nodding, the church leaders were nodding, they said, this is led. <laughs> and at the very moment, actually, we finished it and said, amen. Wasn't it, Natasha? There was a wind that came from absolutely nowhere from the back of the church, and it came all the way through, and there was like, in the top corner, there was a big boom. It was like, it was almost like the whole roof had echoed it was incredible. Nick, I know Nick and Joe still talk about it. And um, so, yeah, I just think angels wins, servants flames of fire. Ha! It's real, folks. Okay, so next slide. Shay! All right, it's a candle. All right, <laughs> sorry, I'm just so, I'm so enjoying myself here. No, no, not because, no, not because I'm talking. It's just, it's just, wow, it's good, isn't it? It is very good. It's very good. I mean, I'm not enjoying you listening to me. I'm just enjoying being here in the presence of God. If you get my drift, you know, right? So, um, so that's a candle. Um, and sometimes, ha, and this is not a direct analogy, but bear with me. All right. Shay, sometimes, um, whoa, ah, I'm going to get this out eventually. Um, <laughs> whoa, I think I'm just going to have a moment. I think, I think I'm just going to have a moment. <laughs> okay, okay, so I'll be off in a minute, but I'll carry on talking. So, can you hear me still? Yes. Is that all right? Okay, all right. So, so, we have the light of the world in us, yeah? Amen? Amen. Says that in the word. And sometimes we look at the darkness and not at the light. And as Bill Johnson says, you know, we empower that which we focus on. So if we focus on the darkness, what do we give power and influence over our lives? The darkness. But actually, if we focus on the light that is within us, 
and it may only feel like one candle flame. We know the scripture says darkness cannot coexist with light, so darkness has to flee. How much more, how much more when the breath of God blows on the fire? Can we have the next slide? Ha! Wow, we sang tonight about the, the line of Judah. Ha! And the breath of God. So just allow the breath of God to blow on you that breath that was there in Genesis, in the Garden of Eden. Ha! That breathed life into Adam. The same breath that Ezekiel prophesied to when God said, Ezekiel, you prophesy to the breath that these bones would have life. That where he saw bones, God saw an army. Ha! So breath of God come. Breath of God come. And make that flame into an inferno, a roaring fire. So we know that in forest fires, when the wind picks up, this happens. Ha! That fire was started by something like a candle flame. That was blown into a bigger fire by the wind. So let the fire in Acts that we read about be breathed on by the breath of God to turn us into an inferno, a blazing fire. That would burn up and destroy the work of the enemy. Wow. Ha. Thank you, God. Do it. Do it, Lord. Do it in me. Ha. Ha. And even if the enemy tries to build a, you know, you can have these fire paths that stop the, the flames. That actually it's the wind that causes the fire to leap across that gap. So, Lord God, where there's, the Bible talks in Psalms about obstacles in our paths that the enemy would put, but actually your wind blowing on us would actually cause our fire to leap across. Any obstacles the enemy puts in our way. Some of you need to know that. So let the breath of God, the wind of God, blow on you so you leap across those obstacles. They are no longer obstacles to you. Thank you, Jesus. Ha! Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Jesus, we thank you. Ha! So Mark, can we have the next slide? Thank you. Whoa. So these are the last two slides and we'll probably have some ministry. Ha!
So I'll have that one as well. I want to be a burning one. I want to be a fiery one. And some of you might say, Mark, you're already fiery. Well, I want to be even more fiery. There's always more. Ha! So Pentecost. Now this is the Hebrew bit again, all right? Remember we started all Hebrew-like and educated, and this is Hebrew again. So this is Hebrew again. This is Pentecost is during the month of Sivan. And Sivan in Hebrew means the month of vision. How many of us think we're actually in a month of vision? Yeah? Things are becoming clearer. Last Sunday morning, whoa, a lot of the stuff that was spoken from the front is part of that vision, part of people seeing clearly, part of proclaiming that voice and piecing it together. Sometimes vision is about blowing away the mist. I've got a fan tonight to represent the wind of God blowing away the mist so we can see clearly. And when we can see clearly, how many of us know that we can run really fast? Because we can see where we're going. So vision is about calling. Vision is about acceleration. Vision is about taking the big steps with confidence because you know where your feet are landing. Vision is about, I'm running really fast. Do you want to run with me? Ha! So just as that eagle on the next slide, ha, can see very clearly when he's very high up in the sky, so can we, so can we, so can we. This is for all of us. Whoa. God will show us what's going on in our lives. He will show us what's going on in other people's lives. He will show us what's going on in other places in the world right now. Because we can go there and see there in the Spirit. Whether we transport, translate, whatever. It's all in the Bible. Paul elegantly and eloquently preached around me about a month ago as I was lying on the floor. I was most impressed. I was impressed by what you said as well as most impressed by how you walked around me and preached at the same time. I don't think I could do that. I, I can only do one thing at one time. <laughs> so, so amazing multitasking. And I was actually on the floor and, and some of you probably thought, well, what's all that about, Mark? Apart from the fact that actually I was having a good time in God and resting. And thank you to the Bay Church for allowing people like me to do this. You know, just to lie down and you just step over me. I love it. And um, and then I think I did the same thing two weeks later. But God was just taking me to, at the time, one of the places I went to was London. Okay, in the Spirit, translated in the Spirit. It happens to me a lot. And I, I'm a scientist, so I like to check it out. 
you know? So I felt God took me in the spirit to a place in London, to a lady. I knew where I was. I knew who the lady was. There was a certain situation that she was under stress. She was um, being attacked verbally. There was a situation. She was in trouble. So God showed me the problem and I felt he gave me the solution. So what do you do with that? You write it down and when you get back to your computer or your phone, I texted this lady. I'm not giving you the identity of this lady. Juliette knows who she is because I showed her the text and, and all that sort of stuff. So this lady does not really text, all right? Um, I'll send a text and maybe in a month's time I'll get a reply. I got a reply, I think, three or four minutes later saying, Mark, thank you, Jesus, because what you just saw was happening as you were typing. As, you know, basically, it was happening at the very moment that I was actually lying down on the floor. And actually, what you just texted there has given me the solution to take and deal with this situation. That's about vision. That's about vision. Some of you may know Sandy Dirks from California. So I had a trip to California two weeks ago. It's very, you know, it's in the spirit. You don't use up any fuel. You know, the, obviously the summit is on at the minute with, with greenhouse gases and all this sort of stuff. So it would fit very well into that scenario where you can travel large distances with no carbon footprint. It, it ticks many boxes. So I was with Sandy in San Francisco. And... Um, I remember saying to Juliet, um, uh, very vividly, I was just holding her hand and my other hand being in the socket, the power socket of heaven. So I was electrocuting her with the power of heaven. I was, yeah, in the spirit. And I was quite concerned for her because I thought, she needs this. And the only other time that I did this, and, 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 and I can say this, was just after about three months after her husband died, I went to San Francisco. And she was going downhill. And um, essentially for an hour, I was sat in a hotel with her and a friend, and I just had one hand in the socket of heaven on one hand holding Sandy, I've never felt so much power go through my body to into somebody else. Nothing was said. It's all Jesus. The very next day, she texted me. Her language had changed in the text. And actually, we saw her a week later, and she said, from that very night, she said, strength came to her body, and she said, I think I've just, it's, she said, it almost felt like a resurrection. She felt she'd actually turned around because she was, she was dying. That was quite a few years ago, it was about four years ago. Her ministry has taken off, she's going everywhere. When I was with her, she said, Mark, I asked Jesus for help because she was actually, it was five in the morning, she was with a Hispanic community, there was so much healing that needed to be done. She said, I felt totally inadequate. 
I needed strength. She said, and actually at the moment she said, I felt the same way, and she said this, the same way that it felt like when you held my hand four years ago. Why was that? I said, because I was with you in the spirit doing exactly the same thing. That's the only other time I've ever done that. First time was physical, second time was in the spiritual. The reality is the same. Vision. I'll have that as well. Okay, so we have the last one. Because we're on time. We're on time. Thank you, Jesus. So Pentecost ministry. For the worship team to come up, I think. Isla might want to say something. I don't know. Ha! It's time for reaping. Yeah? When you read this passage later on, words were spoken. Remember the microphone. Words were spoken. A cut people through to the heart. What happened? A harvest of 3,000 people. That's fruit. So God has given us a voice. He's given us the words. As Peter used that voice, in whatever language it comes to you, and there were many languages, remember? Speak it out. I have a Chinese tongue. It's very funny. However, I understand, having come back from Prayer Mountain in Seoul, South Korea, and also China, I understand now when people pray over me in Mandarin. I know what they're, what they're saying. Do I speak Mandarin? No. Do I speak Holy Spirit? Yes. So, people were cut to the heart because of what was said. There was a harvest. There was power that came on the people in the room and they were ministers of that power as they went out. Will you feel silly? Perhaps. Will people make fun of you? What was the last verse we read? Some made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. When you present the words of life, the enemy will come against you and actually say, well, actually, the, the weapons are ridicule and fear. You will either be treated with ridicule or fear, or I'll have that, and you'll see the harvest. So actually, if you get ridicule and fear thrown your way, that's actually a good sign that you're really on the right track. Do you people? You think people laugh at me when I shake and rattle? Yes. But I know that actually, even when I'm talking to people, I'm just thinking of the fairs that we had recently, you know, leading many people to Jesus. I, 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 I think that's a small price to pay, to be honest. I don't really care how I look, actually, because actually I've got my eyes on the harvest and I've got my eyes on Jesus. And actually, he's shown me a lot of stuff. Stuff which has happened and stuff that is yet to happen. And he's shown you a lot of stuff. And to some of you think, actually, he's shown me a bit of stuff, but I want to see more of it. Vision. Are, you, are we up for this? Yes. Okay. 